it all really supports um, our eventual initiation and going through and moving through that wounding so that we can know ourselves as the powerful, innocent, untouchable, limitless beings that we are. Mm. We learn through opposites. So if we want to know what empowerment feels like, our soul's going to design a really disempowering situation so that we learn all the tactics, strategies, knowings, beings, liberations of feelings that it takes to get to that empowered state. It's not, oh, I've had this easy life and so I'm so empowered. It's knowing intimately what disempowerment is, is what gives you empowerment. So, you know, our souls have really fun ways of designing initiations and challenges. So whenever I'm stuck in something, I always just ask if my soul perfectly designed this moment, this clusterfuck of a moment, what am I learning now? Like, what am I being asked to embody? Welcome home to Soul Shine Radio. I'm your hostess, Lindsay Martin Ellis, embodied intuitive, spiritual guide, author, and speaker. This is your sacred virtual sanctuary where myself and heart centered guest experts will be sharing through a multi dimensional lens our innate wisdom, practices, transmissions, and activations to support you in navigating the integration of your spiritual journey and human experience. I am here to help you bring the pleasure, presence, and play back into your soul's evolution. To surrender into the great mystery so that you can embody your magic and become a magnet for miracles. And of course, to remind you of the gift in breaking wide open because it's the cracks that allows your light to shine through. It's time to unleash and radiate your unique soul shine because the world craves your radiant light now more than ever. You ready? Let's do this, love. Hello, beautiful humans. Okay, so I forgot to set my intention before grounding in here because it is Friday and there is so much deliciousness happening in my life. So we're going to do it together so you can be with me in real time. All I simply do is I feel my feet connected to the earth and it's almost like this, this resolve, this relaxation, this softening and at the same time growing taller and just feeling myself as this electromagnetic being, right? We have the sun that's electric and the crystal core center of the earth that's magnetic and I just feel my connection at the center of my heart and just expand that out. And as I take a deep breath in and ground back into the here and now, I simply just declare and claim and ask that I be of greatest service to the whole, to the collective through whatever gets to come through in this moment. And when I do that, it takes the pressure off and it also, it, it brings me back into my innate power. It brings me back into my integrity and my authenticity and my transparency. And even if I say things that might be taboo or I might share personal things that I've never shared before, that it's all in divine order and there's a purpose for it all. And so here we are. I'm breathing into that because it's important to me that I don't forget that. 
And I do this before I get on calls. I do this before I record podcast episodes. I do this before I drive my car. And it helps me just be at ease and walk with an open heart and have more compassion and just be in my body and connected to my divinity. It just like keeps the circuitry flowing. Of course, there's plenty of moments where I fall out and that's why it's a practice. So I wanted to bring this through with you. And what I was dying to share with you, which is probably why I hit record, is I I feel like Danny is going to love this. We've got Danny Frederick back for part two of two of a multi-layered discussion on all of the, all things vocal vocal reclamation, innate power, the priestess path, self expression, creativity, fun, joy. I mean, so much sistering. <laughs> okay, so this is hilarious to me because I crack up, and I swear this is like my higher self coming in, like like taking the pressure off of the podcast. So. <laughs> When I go to hit record, because I test before I record, because I have learned that sometimes my mic is off or sometimes things aren't working properly and I go through a whole episode and there's nothing that comes through and I just recorded something and I have nothing to to deliver to you all. So now I test it. When I test, it is every single time. It is a salt and pepper song. Usually it's like one of two. It's either Shoop or None of Your Business. And I start rapping because I know all the words to both of those songs. Here's a little secret. Um, Shoop is one of my secret sauce uh, karaoke songs because I don't claim to be a singer, but I can definitely throw some rap down, (laughs) some 90s rap. And... I don't know why, like I hit record and I start singing. It just like happens. And then I start laughing at myself because I'm in my closet in the dark right now. I feel like there's a vibe going on in my podcast recording studio that's so official. And I and like it's salt and pepper every single time, hands down, since the first episode I've ever recorded. And I'm laughing like, why? Why? And I really feel like because it break, it loosens me up and it reminds me, I swear it's my higher self just being like, have fun. And I've, I woke up. So Shoop's been like a jam since, oh my gosh, my older sister and I, I remember we like recorded a dance to, I don't know if we recorded it, but we like made up a dance to it. And I feel like because my sister is seven years older, I just like was in the know on all the music and watching MTV. Like I've just always loved music and I could always remember lyrics so easily. And so now I still remember all the lyrics to Shoop. And whenever there's karaoke going on, I'm like, all right, I'm going to bust this out. And it's I have so much fun and people are usually shocked. (laughs) And um, I don't know, they might be disturbed. They might be excited. They might be shocked, but it's usually a crowd hit. I just gave my secret sauce away. And recently, um none of your business, I started waking up singing it. And it is, if you don't know the song, or you haven't listened to a while, like it is one of my jams. Like when I, it's basically like what I do with my personal life, ain't none of your business. And it's, I mean, I dance around my house when I want confidence. And like sometimes before a sales call, I will listen to that song. Or if I'm feeling like I'm in my head about showing up and being seen and being visible. And um, at the end, I never realized this because I've been listening to Salt and Pepper for so many years. 
at the end, I don't remember exactly how it goes, but there's a part where they there's there's a an aspect at the end where the song is like cutting out and there's a part that's talking about like only God can judge me kind of thing, right? Like it's just basically to me it's the frequency of like can we just all stop judging each other? Like I don't care what you're doing with your life, can you not care about mine? So, here's my little secret. Here's me taking you back behind the scenes and I'm still dying. Like I want to have a huge belly laugh about it because I sit here and I'm like, how is it? It's almost like my ritual. It's just like I lock into podcast recording mode and it's like, oh, here you go. Here's the song that's going to drop you in and it's going to help you be yourself. And I was catching up with a friend today and we hadn't talked in forever. And I was like, because we both have a lot of transition happening in our lives. And I'm like... I miss you. It's been way too long. And he's like, well, I listen to your podcast every Monday. So I feel like I'm talking to you. And so I'm like, and I have a couple of other friends who have texted me that they've said that they feel like they're talking to me on the phone. And I'm just like, oh, shit, this is kind of at a detriment to like me connecting with my favorite humans because they're getting a taste of me every week and I'm not getting it back. they're receiving it, but I'm not hearing their voice. So that made me laugh. And it also made me humbled and just grateful. And I asked my friend, I was like, look, I was like, well, this makes me happy because you know me. And I was just like, if you ever feel that I'm not being in integrity and that I'm like not being myself, like you get to call me out. And he was like, yeah, well, that he's like, that has not been my experience. Like it is definitely you. And he's just like, I love getting these little updates from you. Um, So if you know me intimately and you ever feel like I am not being in integrity and being transparent and in, in my full self, (laughs) call me forward. I give you full permission to call me forward because this is what I'm practicing with on the podcast. So (sighs) where do I want to go from here? I don't really have too much to add because I talked up Danny on last week's episode, which was part one of two, which I got to tell you this. So last week's episode was called Rediscover and Reclaim the Power of Your Voice with the one and only Danny Danny Frederick. And she's got this amazing e-course right now that is called that is a vocal reclamation e-course that's called I am she who sings and I just had this impulse we were connecting on Instagram I was like hey go let's go live in my group like let's let's go live again if you're open and you want to share more about your course so we hop on and she's like okay this is what I'm going to talk about we're going to go live and we're going to talk about you know the five core wounds that block us from our fullest expression and, and how to transmute them And I'm like, all right, perfect. And next thing you know, we were supposed to just do like a 15, 20 minute spiel. It's an hour later. And I, first of all, so I'm like, oh my gosh, we're creating another podcast. And we were kind of joking about it. Like, oh, this is part two of two. It went live in my private Facebook group, The Awakened Feminine Collective. And then I woke up the next morning because the way that it works is I usually have a pretty good idea of what I'm supposed to be releasing each week. Like it just kind of comes to me. And sometimes I start to get a little bit nervous because it'll start to get closer and closer to my deadline to get it to my podcast team. And I'm like, I still don't know. And then it just always happens in a divine moment in time. Like this is it. And I woke up one morning and it was like, this is the medicine that 
the, our community, our Soul Shine Radio community needs right now. And I talk about things that I haven't really shared publicly. Um, and and I it's like it's time. So it was almost like I practiced in the group and Danny's helping me. There's a deep remembrance with her as a sister. And it's just like watching her in her power and speak her truth and, and use her voice and be in her fullest expression is inspiring me. And of course, I hope that that continues to to ripple out with whoever feels the call. And again, it's whatever your edge is in self-expression. Um it, it may be on a larger platform and it may just be in the in the confines of your own home and, and that's for you to decide. But um, just like I haven't really shared publicly a lot about my light language and, and just like that initiation. I don't even I can't even tell you how many years ago it's been when that happened. Was it I think we're coming on two years. I'll never forget. It was on a new moon in October. I want to say it was October of 2021. And um, it was an interesting ride. My life has never been the same again. <laughs> I've had a couple of a couple of those, a handful of those moments, um, in my life where it was just a massive initiation, and then my body and my nervous system has come back into into you know like new baseline. And I feel like when I was talking to my friend earlier, can we just say? So we were like we were both catching up and talking about how we're feeling. And it's like, gosh, we've got so many things going on. And it's like, I'm still stretching. And it's like, oh, it's there's challenge, but my relationship with it and overall, I feel good. And there's so much movement. And then we were talking about like how 2020, at least for us, 2020 through 2022 was like, upgrades, challenges, things, dissonance, things really getting shaken up and just being like, oh, I feel this like, I'm, oh, I, OK, like, I think I've got it. And then just like your wor- world's crumbling again. <laughs> um, and I was like, it was really fucking hard. And he was like, it was really fucking hard. And we're both like, yeah, it was really fucking hard. <laughs> And I'm like, can we just call it what it is? Again, this may not be everybody's experience, but like I had amazing moments. I've had amazing moments. I've traveled like I've had so many ecstatic experiences, like so many beautiful things happen. Like my nephew was born during that time. Like I launched a new business during that time, like so many things. But overall, when I look back, I'm like, oh, my gosh, it was really a challenge for me. And it was a challenge actually for me to be in my body, like to stay in my body. Like it was just constant. Like I kept feeling, feeling so connected to source, but like I couldn't, but my body wasn't there yet. And it was so confusing and it was exhausting to be honest. And I just kept putting one foot in front of the other. And now I feel like everything's like, Oh, here I am again. And like from this new level of consciousness and awareness and from this new level of transparency. And like, I just feel more confident. Like I remember the first time that I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to talk about something spiritual online because so much of my life was so much reverence for my spirituality and just like sisterhood. And there were so many things that I was just like, okay, only these people know the select few people know. And I was so afraid, even with my own family, I had so much fear and I'm so grateful because again, I don't know if my family understands everything that I do and everything that I believe in. 
um, but they love me. And I'm just like, I want to cry because I, it's like, oh my gosh, I was so afraid of being abandoned and not belonging. And I just, I'm like, oh my gosh, it was the same thing with my husband. Like, is he going to leave me? Is my family going to disown me? Like, are these friends going to not like to leave me behind? There's just so much fear. But now that I've, now that I'm like, oh, people know who I am. I just am me. And I'm claiming to not know anything other than like what's been supporting me and just honoring that and owning that and not trying to like get people to come over here. But really, I just am like, okay, I'm having a great time over here. Like, yes, there's challenge. Yes, there's crunchy moments. And overall, I fucking love life. And if you're suffering and you want to come over here and you're curious, like here's a million platforms on for me, at least personally, that are free for you to dive in. And if you want to work together, even better. It's so funny. My friend that I was my my male friend. I don't know why I'm not saying your name. For some reason, I we're not saying your name in this episode. Um, he was like, I, I want to sign up for your programs. <laughs> He's like, I don't know. I want to sign up for your nine month rebirth program. I was so excited when I was listening to it. So you know, I can tell that he feels that I'm having fun and it's genuine. Um, I, I'm having so much more fun. And I know it's because I don't have the drag and the density that was holding me back of like, what will people think and worrying about people's opinions of me and like all of that stuff that was taking up so much capacity inside me. And now I'm like, I'm just freaking having fun. And this is why I love Danny. I, Danny doesn't know this yet, so maybe I'll tell her in advance of her listening to this episode. I was looking and looking at what I wanted the teaser to be for this episode, and I was cracking up at all of our laughing and our facial expressions and our hand gestures. And I made a, I screenshotted a bunch, and I'm going to figure out how to have my team turn it into like a GIF because it's, this is it. Like, I don't, I actually don't believe that spiritual means like sitting and meditating and being silent and just being like still. I, to me, it's about being the creator, right? Being a fractal of the creator, creativity, like play, joy, fun, because there's like a boundlessness that begins to happen. You start to become unhinged. We talk, like Danny and I talk about this too, like, you start to get out of your own way. And I notice that when I'm creating now, my mind starts to be like, like the control begins to relinquish. And when you start to connect more, and when you start to really be in your body, and when you really start to feel more, you can notice the subtle energetics in different ways. And I can literally feel my brain melting. And being like, okay, I don't need to cling on so tightly. I don't need to protect. I don't need to know. And then that is when so, I mean, that's where the magic happens. And so, what you know, there's this connection with Danny and I where I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I've been rediscovering myself and this is why I haven't been listening to other like I've been so discerning with like I'm not reading books or listening to podcasts I'm not following anyone online like I'm not consuming now I am now okay I should say I wasn't for many years now I'm consuming more but it's like because I know I now have it integrated where I know when I'm consuming out of like 
like looking outside of self or I'm consuming like to, to not be with myself or to not feel or to not connect in. And there's a, there's a difference now. And I wasn't consuming for so many years so that I could listen. And Danny and I talk about this in the episode, like there's a lone wolf thing, a lone wolf thing that begins. It's like almost like you got to just claim it and do it. And then there, there you start to magnetize your people, your fractal lineage, those that are cut from the same cosmic cloth, right? It's like you got to do it alone almost because you, it's like, it's so easy to think that you see something and be like, oh, I want to do that. I want to go that way. And then there's a lot of distractions, right? There's so many distractions. So it's almost like, at least for me, it was like, I just needed to like get back and rebuild the foundation of like, who am I? And now it's like, I'm bringing in all these people. And then there's someone like Danny who's been doing this in her own way, right? Didn't know she existed on the planet. And then we were magnetized through another sister and we initially, we immediately connected and we have so much fun and like her joy is infectious. It's a very reciprocated frequency of joy, of laughter, of power, of authenticity, of play, of having fun. Like we're, there's no performance. There's no, there's not nothing in our head. It's like, we're just talking like two sisters would on the phone and just sharing it on a podcast you know, and these are actually the conversations that I have with people like surface level conversations are not a thing anymore. So literally, like if Danny and I met on a sacred travel trip or at a retreat or whatever, we would like it would be a normal conversation to talk about like five core wounds that block your fullest expression. It's like we're not just like doing this as a show, it's like, these are the things that I think about. These are what I'm contemplating daily. Like, and then I'm having fun. And then I'm bringing like, right, it's like the depth and the richness and the lightness and the play is all weaving together. And the more that I'm in my creativity, the more that I'm having a deeper peace and and like understanding of what I know to be true in terms of how everything works (laughs) in the universe and beyond. Also knowing that like, I'll never freaking know, but like, I know enough to know, oh yeah, yeah, uh, I am not just this body. And I am like, my work is far from done when I leave this body. And I also know how imperative it is for me to mm, live my dharma in this body. Like I will never be Lindsay Danielle Martin Ellis ever again, ever again. And that feels important to me. Like I just keep, it's almost like I'm so connected to my death now. Like I will do meditations where I will envision myself on my deathbed with like angels all around and family all around, not from like a morbid place, but from a place of like, okay, what did I do? What legacy did I leave? Like what relationships did I cultivate? Was I in my heart? Did I take the risk? Was I in my courage? Because it brings me back into whenever I don't want to do something because I'm afraid and there's fear of whatever story my mind is making up. I go back into that vision and that vision doesn't scare me. That vision 
actually supports me in I am infinite and there is a finitude of me, Lindsay Danielle Martin Ellis, yet my soul is infinite, yet me as my soul incarnated it as Lindsay is finite. And that's the dance. And so it, it, it helps me to just, right, because we can almost use, this is where we can use anything as an escapism, like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Like, I'll get another go at this or like, it's fine. You know, when we leave this earth plane, we've got plenty more to do. But that is true. But there is a reason why we incarnated here at this time on the planet. There's a reason why I incarnated at this time on the planet in this body. And I don't want to get to the end of my life and be like, oh, I didn't freaking take the risk. Like I didn't, I didn't like pick up the guitar again. Right. I did that with acrylic painting. Like I, I'm, there's a part of me that's like, why have I never gotten scuba certified? Like Chad and I talk about it all the time and now we're leaving Florida and I'm like, I don't want to do that shit anymore. Like, I want to make an excuse like, yeah, yeah, later, later, later. Like, no, I want to do these things and experience life and do the hard things because somebody's got to do it. And I believe if you're listening to this podcast, right, you're, you signed up for this. Like, this is this is the great awakening energy. And what's so funny is I'm like, you know, I'll, you all know I'm like the gene keys are rocking my world. And it's very clear that this isn't the first time I've worked with these technologies. So when I when I read them, it's it's like very activating for me. And actually part of my my pearl sequence, which is all about my service work, which is all about like how I show up in the world and how I write, how I prosper, like my vocation, my life's work, right? My, my brand of like my culture, which is the, all these spheres, the pearl, like it's all around prosperity, who you're meant to magnetize in your life, what you're meant to do for a living, right? And, and, and what it looks like, there is a huge piece of my hologenetic profile and gene keys that is around being the greater, the great awakener, like I am here to not let you live in your mediocrity. And that pisses a lot of people off. (laughs) Like, I care so much about you living in your highest potentiality, almost to the point where it annoys people (laughs) or triggers people. But like, this is it. Like, I have a, a, like an energy that's like not going to let people, um, just be in their mediocrity, stand on the sidelines, just be like, eh, you know, like I was thinking earlier today, I'm like, oh, I got to do a post about this. Like recession is a state of mind, period. There I said it. Like I want to do a just a little mini post on my my public Facebook and just be like recession is a state of mind. I believe that inherently because there are people whenever there is anything economically happening on the planet that still thrive. Why is that? Because they're choosing something different. And like all the people that are telling me right now, like, oh, you can't sell your house. You can't do this. Like all the fear, 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 fear. And I just like, I used to be triggered by it because I was still working through my wounding. And now I'm just like, I smile. Like half the time I like don't even, I'm like, I just let people say things. I'm like, okay, let them get it out. And then I just... Ah, yeah. Or I like navigate the conversation in a different way. And I'm learning 
that's also a lot a part of my gene keys profile is moving from dishonor to grace like where can I just have compassion for people like I don't need to always be like no that's bullshit or I don't believe that right it's like I don't need to do that like my aura my frequency me having compassion for where people are at and and where people are at still in their pain bodies and rooted in shame guilt and fear like I just get to be like okay and the reason why I would be like no or try to say the thing is because their feel fear was infiltrating me I wasn't it was like I wasn't fully integrated yet where I would be like oh their fear like it's getting to me like I thought I had it and now I'm in the real world again and like oh and so I'm like, ah, okay. Like, again, this is why healing is an inside job. This is why this is all you need to, like, you don't have to worry about what's going on in the world. You just get to honor and focus on yourself because now I'm like, oh, I'm impenetrable. And actually invincibility is one of the spheres in my, in my profile as well, right? Because your heart can't, when there's no more wounds, you, you don't get hurt. You don't feel it. You know, and like when the wound's not there, you don't feel the trigger. You don't feel the projection of other people. And so I'm learning like, oh, my goodness, this is how this is how to move through life and and navigate it and let people it's like accepting people where they're at. And what I'm committed to is like, okay, recession is a state of mind. Like I'm not subscribing to that. Right. I recognize why things are being dismantled and dissolved. And I'm like so focused on what I'm creating and and it's working, right? It's like I'm so focused on, okay, what am what am I doing to like contribute to the shifts that are happening on the planet? What am I doing to heal myself? What am I, what am I doing to have compassion for those that enter my life that are in fear, you know, that are in their pain body response? And so the level that's like that's it. Like that's the level of compassion. Like I don't, I, I, I don't want, I don't, I don't want to have that responsibility of like telling someone to come over here. I just want to be right. I want to be a living embodied example of like, oh, wow, there's a recession going on. And like the news is saying this, and this is where everybody's at and everybody's up in arms about the egg prices and all the things. And look what she's creating. And let that be inspiring for people and let people know that it's possible and there's a relatability there, right? And how much it takes to purify my vessel to not let the fear seep in. And I see it all the time, like with the baby talk, like it's just, I, it's the same thing. I know my soul chose me to have children later because it's, it's like the society is going to be like, you're too old. And I know I talk about this a lot on the podcast episodes, like, can we just bust through all of the boxes, all of the boxes, because there is so much more that meets the naked eye that even scientists have proven. So I'm on a tangent today. I'm on, I'm like, I'm just, I'm feeling like now that I have, right, we have these tools, we have astrology, you know, human design was a huge part of my world for a while. And I feel like I outgrew that just I just I feel like it served its purpose and now the gene keys is supporting me and anchoring in like 
okay, I do carry an, a, an energy and a frequency of the great, the great awakener, like as an agent of change. And not everybody's going to like it and not everybody's going to be ready for it. And also, can I simultaneously hold compassion in my heart and not be so rough around the edges, right? Like not like you've got to do this because that's actually perpetuating the same energy at that same level of consciousness that created it, right? Because we cannot heal anything at the level of consciousness that it was created at. And so this is why I'm like bringing people onto the podcast that are truly embodying these resonances, right? That are sharing intimately their awakening stories, sharing the challenges. That's why I'm so honest about it. I'm like, again, if I were to pretend that I had no challenge, that is density in my body. That is me pretending to be perfect. That is me pretending. That is me wearing a mask that puts me right back in the energy that I was in before my awakening journey. So that's why it's like, Our humanity is the key once we are reconnected to our divinity again. That's it. It's a both and going back to the beginning of this conversation with the electromagnetic pillar of light body temples that we are. So I don't even know what I just talked about. (laughs) If you want to learn more about Danny's intro, definitely listen to part one. They absolutely can be listened to together, you know, one and two, but they can absolutely be listened to separately. Go ahead and make sure you check out the show notes for her song, her latest song on Spotify called Priestess Reawakens, the Vocal Reclamation e-course, which has a 10% off code in the show notes as well. I am going to be taking that because I feel I am ready for Danny's medicine. And of course, all the ways to connect with Danny on social media and her website and email are in the show notes as well. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to me ramble about what the fuck I'm processing on a daily basis because it really does support me. And if you're one of my dear friends who has my telephone number, you can also just randomly give me a call because... Even though you're hearing my voice every single Monday, I'm not hearing yours. (laughs) So if you want to send me a love note or leave me a voicemail or send me a voice message or just give me a call to say hi, I gladly welcome it because I love you. All right. Have a beautiful week, everyone. All right, my love, go ahead and say hello to our beloved community of the Awakened Feminine Collective. And I'll just make sure all the sound is working on our end. Hello, powerhouses. Hello, beautiful beings. Souls here for reclamation, for being in your full power, and for stewarding the light on this planet. How's that sound? (laughs) It's perfect. We are locked and loaded. We're streaming. You know, the metaverse is always changing how all of these, you know, how all of the minutiae connects us in. So we are good to go. And I am, well, first of all, You and I were just chatting before this because we have been reconnected again in this incarnation. And every time we talk, we just are just like, it's just like we've known each other for lifetimes, probably because we have. And I just had you on the podcast. So let's let's just chat a little bit about the podcast. Let's see. I have the title here. So for those of you who are following Soul Shine Radio. 
The latest episode this week is called Rediscover and Reclaim the Power of Your Voice with the one and only Danny Frederick. So maybe if you just want to let some of the sisters know what does that mean to you, and we'll just give them a little taste before tuning into the full episode. Mm, Thank you. Well, thanks again, Lindsay, for having me on, my sister from another mister in this lifetime and my sister from one billion lifetimes previous. And hello to all the beautiful sisters that are in this collective doing the work to be their best selves. Um, You know, vocal reclamation to me is really around coming into the fullness of your being. So for me, it's coming into alignment of your authentic soul expression in this world. And of course, you know, I'm a songstress. And so, yes, it does mean singing, but really vocal reclamation is so much about your purpose in this world and bringing through your particular medicine, whether that's through writing or painting or singing or running a business or communicating transparently and clearly with those you love around your needs, boundaries, desires, etc. It's, hey, how do we create this medium for our soul to come through us out into the world so that our world begins to reflect what's inside? That's what vocal reclamation means to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I was, we were talking before this and I like, usually the names of the episodes are birthed after the episode. And I was just like signing up for your vocal reclamation course that we're going to talk about. I was on your website. I was just like re-listening to the episode and gathering all of the yummy juiciness from it. And it was it was important to share that it was about the rediscover and the reclamation, right? Because it's like in the rediscovering, we reclaim, like that's the process. As we continue to come home and unearth, there is a like reclamation of our sovereignty, of our innate power, of our authenticity. And we talk so much about that in the episode. Why I wanted to have you come on here today is because this container is a safe container where I share things that I don't share with the outside world, or it's kind of like a first time sneak peek. And we've got something exciting to share at the end, but you wanted to give some of your golden wisdom, which was not talked about in the podcast, which are the how to transmute and what are the top five main vocal blocks that keep us, especially as those of us in feminine bodies that keep us from our self-expression. So if you just want to start with maybe the most important one and just kind of share your wisdom on that rediscovery and that reclamation of the voice. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. We'll start with the most important one, which I love that you said, this is kind of like a behind the scenes because sometimes I, I, I might talk about this on a public podcast and in some ways I wouldn't. And it's probably something that actually your community is really familiar with, which is the priestess wound and the witch wound, the priestess wound and the witch wound. So these are ones that, you know, yes, of course, there's like personal wounding that happens and we know that blocks us, right? But the witch wound and the priestess wound isn't as widely known because they aren't things that happened in this lifetime. And even if we feel like we're pretty vocal and we speak our mind, there could still be some ways where we're not relaxed, where maybe our vocal resonance isn't actually resonating with the hearts and the energetic fields of those around us because we have some locks and some blocks. And so I'll 
briefly mention the witch wound, which probably more people are familiar with than the priestess wound. But the witch wound is, hey, the burning times, right? It's those past lives where we were burned, we were persecuted, we were cut off from our tribes, from society, because of the medicine and the wisdom and the mysteries that we held. Whether that was being an herbalist and healing people with medicine, whether that was being in total devotion and being a mystic and bringing through prophecies, you know, for the good of the village. And all of that didn't sit well with the church that was taking over the t- that at that time or, you know, the powers at be that needed fear and control in order to steward humanity in a particular way. And so there were actually, um, it's a really good documentary. If you watch it, you can look it up on YouTube. I think it's like $3 or something. Um, It's called The Burning Times. And in that documentary, you get a really good understanding that this wasn't just the women. It's not just, hey, I'm speaking my power so that I'm going to get, you know, cut off. I'm going to be persecuted. But their families, I'm leaving children behind, my husband. Or if I speak up, my husband and my children may be killed as well. Mm. And so there were actually, it's estimated, this wasn't just like the Salem witch trials that we learn about where it's like, oh, maybe like a couple hundred witches were burned. Um, It's estimated that 6 million to 9 million people, men, women, and children were persecuted and burned at the stake during that time. So what happens is our soul carries that memory and it begins to weave with our cellular, cellular DNA in this lifetime. And so when you have that fear of like, oh, I wish I spoke up in this meeting or why couldn't I tell my friend the truth? It's like, it comes in, in those little moments and the big moments, right? Of man, I know I'm meant to birth this business, but I'm afraid to put myself out there online in this way that can all be traced back to this witch wound where it's a very visceral feeling of I speak my truth equals death. Mm. So that's the witch wound. The second one is. Can I share something? Yeah, please. Well, we talk about this in the episode about my fear of my authentic self and how I recognize how how much bigger this was than my, like me, right? It was just like so much bigger than like me in this incarnation. And I think there's a relief that starts to happen, right? We don't, we're not victim of it anymore, right? Once we start to be like, okay, this makes sense. It's so it's like the grace that comes in and fills us and the compassion. But I wanted to share Rima Bonario, if you're listening to this, she is a dear sister. She's who I went to Egypt with last year. She shared a song on her profile recently that was WITCH, like the acronym, and it was Woman in Total Control of Herself. And it's like a reframe on the witch wound. And I was listening to it today. And I didn't know that this is what you were going to talk about. I was literally dancing around my house, jamming to it. Like, "Mm, I'm transmuting this. Like, I'm flipping this on its head. And one of my mentors and spiritual spiritual teachers, Blue, she's hosted the Deja Blue podcast. She's like, I don't necessarily uh, identify with the witch archetype. However, I am that which is needed because she there was a lot of projections in the public eye that people were calling her a witch. Because same for me, I don't identify with the witch archetype, but I know the witch wound one runs deep. And we talk about this in the episode, right, where the, it's like the resonance of like, of course, like of course we all carry as women. There has been some incarnation where you were silenced. You did not use your voice. You did not have the ability to purchase a home or make your own money or leave your husband or whatever, or be silenced for a multitude of ways. And to me, that is 
that is what the 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 witch wound truly entails. Um, and I would actually love to hear briefly what the difference is between the witch wound and the priestess wound is, because I don't even know if I know. Yeah. So the priestess wound is something that I actually, um, oh, and I want to say it's from, oh shoot, I forget her name and I'd like to credit her. So maybe I'll comment. I'll put it in the comments, but she has like, she's Australia and she does this really cool, like Kundalini dance situation. And, um, the priestess wound in the times of the temples in the Roman empire, when they were coming in and taking over the temples, the voice of the priestess is so powerful. Oracular arts are so powerful. They open up portals. They create worlds, you know, the seers of where the community should go, literally making magic for the good, you know, of the community on behalf of all beings. And what happened is the Romans came in and they wanted to co-opt it for themselves. And they started abusing the priestess's power to make it work in their favor. And what happened with the priestesses is they realized what was happening and they were being used and abused in this way and their magic was being abused, that they actually came together and chose to cut themselves off from their oracular power so that it could not be misused in this world. So you have to think of how deeply that runs is they are their oracular power. Like some of these priestesses that we were like, we were living prayers on behalf of humanity. Mm. We had to come in and say, I choose to cut myself off from who I am as this living prayer because this power is being misused and abused. And so we put locks and blocks on that. And so we can come into this lifetime with actual energetic locks and blocks on our voice that we ourselves put on there. Not only our voice, but like our Shakti womb, sexual power, knowing Mm. where we really come can come into like divinity and get those visions and things like that. So that's, that's the priestess wound. Mm. So you've got the witch and the priestess wound. And that's, that's how I differentiate them. Yeah. They, and they absolutely both resonate and, and right. It's like exactly that, right. When to me, it's like the next evolution of when someone outside of self is right. Silencing us when the hurt gets too ouchy, when we're hurting so deeply, when there's so much fear and so much pain, this is what, this is what the body does at a biological level is like, I'm cutting this off. I'm turning this off. And so it gets to a point where we we do it to ourselves, right? We say, I'm too much, right? This is the, I'm too much. I can't be seen. I need to dim my light wound. And so this is such a resonant, like, I don't know any woman that, that doesn't resonate with feeling that way and connecting with that. Even if you don't understand, even if you don't necessarily connect with the archetype of a priestess or a witch, and even if you don't necessarily recall any previous incarnations or you're unclear we all know in this lifetime what it feels like to, to, to have someone cut us off or to cut ourselves off out of self-preservation, out of safety. And this is the time of no more. So let's go to number two. <laughs> Lola, this is the time of no more. Mm. No more. <laughs> I am that which is needed. Like, I love that play on words. I It's like, okay, you want to call me the witch? Great. Mm-hmm. I'm a woman in total control of herself. Moving on. Let's go. <laughs> yes. 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 More. yes. Okay. 
So the second one is in our ancestry. It's our ancestral DNA. So if you think of like our grandmothers, for example, even just one generation back, like we are so much freer than our parents were. And if you think about our grandparents and, you know, what they had to go through, um, there's a lot of templates from our grandparents' generation where it's the woman serves the man. The woman serves the man, the woman serves the man. And don't get me wrong. If you're in a loving, beautiful relationship and you're serving your man, absolutely. Because he's serving you and you're like creating this beautiful up-leveling of the divine union template. Perfect. But the template I'm speaking to is that one where the woman is subservient and she puts her needs aside for her children, for the house, for whatever the husband needs. And really people can go through in that generation, entire lifetimes, not even asking, what do I want? Because it's mm-hmm. too people to even ask that question because there weren't many channels to actually be able to get that. And as we know, this is actually on a biological level. So when our moms were in their mom's belly, so our grandmother's belly, we were actually in our grandmother's belly because the baby in the uterus carries all of the, um, all of the eggs already. So everything that was happening to your grandmother at that time was actually imprinted on our cellular DNA. And that's why a lot of times in healing circles, you hear this, okay, we heal seven generations forward and seven generations back. And so when you, you, you're going to have kind of like these contractions in your nervous system. And it's like, what is this even coming from? Like, this is not from grade school, like getting made fun of on the playground. This is nothing. It's like, oh, it's the ancestors. So we came in here as cycle breakers to say, okay, no more. We no longer accept this template in this lineage. I'm going to clear the bloodline and it's going to happen on behalf of me. Here we go. Mm -hmm. So that's another one that kind of flies under the radar that not many people know about or realize when they're coming into relationship with their vocal expression and just their purpose out in the world. Mm. Yeah. And what I'm hearing from you, I think we talk about this on the podcast. I don't know. We both talked about how we were like in this black hole of a portal. We just know that we had so much fun and created so much magic, but we don't remember what we talked about because it was that amazing. We were that connected. But the first one to me is like the soul ancestry, right? And then the other one is the ancestry from this body. And so, right, as multidimensional beings, that's what I'm hearing from you is it is very complex (laughs) and very multifaceted. And so it's like, it takes the pressure off of, right? Like needing to know and needing to understand it because we may never know and we may never understand, but it's like, right. That like constant choosing of, okay, there was a reason why I chose to be here at this time. And this is the safest time to be alive as a Western woman in particular, there's still a lot of oppression happening on the planet, which is why we chose this. I believe this is, I'm like, I chose this body this geographic location, these parents, these circumstances to, to usher in this reclamation of sovereignty, of liberation, of freedom, of creative expression, of acceptance of all. And we're doing it. So let's move to number three. Yes. And here's <laughs> the thing, because you actually hit on number three, which we'll go into. But <clears throat> number, the, the first two we started with, it takes the shame out of it. Yes. Like if you're out there and you're like, why can't I speak up? Why can't I do this? Like, this is just your full permission to just let that ish go, let it go. We don't need the story. We don't need to know why. All we need to know is you are here for a reason and you can do it. And if you're listening Mm -hmm. to this podcast or this live, 
you're meant to <laughs> like yeah. you would not be attracted to this kind of conversation if you weren't that person who's coming in to do this type of work. Yeah. And I believe that this, this shift in epoch that's happening with the, the feminine rising is right. The, the fear game, the fear, guilt, and shame that is part of the masculine wounding that again is there's nothing to blame. This is evolution. This is us looking at, here's what's transpired and here's how we get to transmute that and shift that and transform that and how we heal collective human genome consciousness of fear, shame, and guilt is through ourselves. It's through working through it on an individual level. And that is what creates more serenity within that. I don't need to save the world. I just get to continue to heal my relationship with myself. So thank you for bringing that to the forefront. Amen. One billion percent. I could not have said it better myself. And that's the next one, right? It's the collective templates. Mm -hmm. Like there are places in the world where women are still property. Mm. And cannot sing on the streets. (laughs) Exactly. And have to be dictated in, you know, how they look, what, what they wear, how they behave. And, you know, there's still genital mutilation that happens and all of these things. And, the, the, the key code that you just so subtly but powerfully dropped in here was when we reclaim our power, which we have the freedom to do as Western women, we actually ground the templates for the rest of the world to become free. So it's not everyone's mission and purpose to fly to those places and like be the activist that frees them. There are some people where that is aligned, Mm. but for the majority of us women, it's where are we not taking responsibility for our own vocal authority, power, and expression, because the world is a magnified reflection of that, which is within period and game. Yeah. That is all. I wish I knew you when I was going through so many hardships in my life, like the the projection of being in in leadership and being uh, some sort of in the public role in some ways on social media and larger platforms, because this is where it took a lot of projection from the outside world when a lot of dissonance was happening on the globe and especially in the States around what leadership is and that leadership looks different for all of us. And I, right. And this is it. What like some of us are on the front lines. Some of us are with our families. Some of us are on larger platforms and it's all perfect. And it's, it's right. This is why the rediscovery and the reclamation is so powerful. And I'm getting fired up about this, right? Because it's like, it's like you, you, this is how you discover this for yourself. Because if you let society tell you, this is how you lead, you're a bad person. If you don't speak up about this thing, if you don't vote this way if you don't talk about what's happening here and it's and it may be true that you may be in hiding like for me it was a little bit of both it was like I know who I am I know how I serve I know how I show up in love and I was also afraid to speak up for a long time in fear of being persecuted so that just comes with time right it's practice, it's experimentation, it's being like, wait, what do I believe? What is my platform? How do I get to use my voice? So I want to thank you for that because the world is going to tell you how to lead and what to speak up about and what is right and what is wrong and what the current event topics, right? It's like if the whole masses 
We see this all the time in pop culture. Something happens. How dare Justin Timberlake for not speaking up around Britney Spears? Like, how do we know that he hasn't been an ally for her, like, one-on-one for years around this? How do we know? Right? We don't preach. (laughs) Here's the thing. Everyone's so busy pointing the finger of you're not doing enough. You're not doing enough. You're not doing enough that that's the energy. It's just, we're putting our energy into you're not doing enough. And then the other side is the energy of defensiveness. So no energy is actually going into healing the things that we're mad at other people about for not doing enough. Yeah. And here's the thing. There are, this is going to sound a little weird, which is hanging with me. I love weird. There are so many bad things that happen every day. There are so many bad things that happen every day. So just because something's in the news and now all of a sudden it's like, oh, we had to do this. It's like, if someone comes at you like, well, why didn't you post about this? It's like, if you were actually tuned in to all of the darkness of the world that takes place every day, it's like, then why didn't you post about the million other things? Well, for me, it's like, I would rather not spend my time posting, but spend my time healing and also bringing my most authentic, vulnerable, loving self to everyone around me so that we can anchor more love on this planet. That is how I choose to spend my time. And I truly do not think that if you have a platform, you need to be like this spokesperson for everything. Yes, some people's mission, it is that, and that is aligned. But if we can all just say, you know what, let's all give each other a break and do the best we can. That's when the world changes. Not when we all have the perfect posts saying that we're so virtuous and yada, 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 and we gave money here and we give money there. That doesn't change the world. How you show up, who you are, and the vibration that you're admitting from moment to moment is how the world changes. Yeah, we talk about I'll talk about that a lot on the episode too, is the frequency holder of the priestess archetype. And you so eloquently share, you know, your wisdom there as well. So thank you. All right, we're going deep here. What's number three? <laughs> we are. We're like, oh my gosh, there's clearly work that Danny and I get to do together. We are like, so this is how I look at it. It's like we are different instruments in the divine orchestra carrying a very similar tune. Like it's not every day. I It's not every day that I'm like, oh my gosh, I can say this and know that we may not agree on the same things, but it's very similar resonances of like understanding what it means to be a human, what it means to be spiritual, what it means to be in leadership, how to heal, right? It's like, I just feel a sense of serenity because a lot of times I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like nobody gets me. <laughs> I feel like I got, there's this rose colored glasses, Pollyanna view. And the thing is, is I was still showing up this way, even when I felt like I wasn't understood because I did so much healing to just be myself. And then what starts to happen is we start to magnetize the people who like you have been doing this for years on your own journey. And then we cross paths and then it's like, yes, like, and we talk about an episode, like we F up all the time all the time. And that's it. The humanity bridged as the divinity in one and how all of that experimentation and trying things on and screwing up and saying the thing that we're like, Oh, I wish I didn't say that. And feeling the wound when we thought we cleared it, like all of that is what helps us, I believe, have this view of the future, have this lens to be able to 
hold what's possible for humanity. So I am like, and of course there's, we all have, we have sisters all over the world that we're reconnecting with, but it feels so yummy when you just feel it. Like, and I want to say this really quickly because there's been a couple of times earlier today before we went live and, and as you're speaking where it is like, I connect with you and I'm like, I know her. I see your face and I'm just like, oh yeah, yeah, no, no. Liz is like, I, it isn't just, we've connected a couple of times on zoom now. Like I know her and it'll be a certain facial expression or something that you say or a mannerism. And it's just like remembrance, remembrance, remembrance is here. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what can I say? Ditto. (laughs) (laughs) And because for me, my experience of it is it's like, it's the same. I'm like, Oh, I get to talk with Lindsay today. Like the way she forms her words. And I feel like she just understands me because it's the same thing, right? Like there's a part of everyone's journey where you do need to be a lone wolf. It's just part of the initiation where you don't feel understood by anyone. And you're not even sure if you understand yourself. Yeah. The true wisdom is admitting like one of my teachers, Mary Bach Antonson, who we spoke a lot about, brought forward this mantra who she heard from a forest monk, which is something along the lines of, I know nothing. I know nothing. I know nothing. And that mantra is actually so freeing. Just be like, we don't know. We do not know. I mean, there's a whole spectrum. Science has proved this of things that we can't see. Like if the spectrum is here, what we see is this. What we can hear this is what we can hear. Here's the spectrum. It's like, we see dogs can hear, smell. It's it's a whole thing, right? There's so much out there that we just don't know. And can we like humble ourselves and free ourselves from carrying this load on our back of like, I need to be perfect and I'm the expert. And here's what leadership is. I do want to just double tap on what you said about leadership because it's, it's so, yes, it's so perfect. Like we're just going for it. As long as you've got time, we can just, well, we're good. We're doing a second podcast episode. We're doing a part two. I'm dropping it next week. Like part two is coming, Brendan, just letting you know now. Brendan, so much love. Yeah. Cause look, like we have a couple more to get through, but this is important. So (laughs) I really, it's been, what I've been feeling lately is like my actual entire journey is unplugging from the patriarchy and plugging into whatever the truth paradigm is, whatever the divine paradigm is. And when I say patriarchy, I don't even like, when I think of that, I don't think of male, like, yes, there are examples of like male control, what have you, that is true. That is real. Um, But for me, it's really about the patriarchy hurting all genders and it being about fear and control and proving your worth and competition and um, basically a, a system that's designed to make you feel unworthy. So you're constantly distracted of how can I be better? How can I start this business? How can I buy more things that make me feel good? All of that kind of jazz, right? And when we can unplug from that, because sometimes on the path, and I've been guilty of this, sometimes it's just part of it. It's like, oh my gosh, I feel my soul coming online. And now I want to go do like my soul purpose in the world. And one of the traps that we can fall into is we're doing our sole purpose in the world according to patriarchal rules. We're doing it at the expense of our health. We're doing it at the, from a perspective of I've got to compete, of the perspective of I've got to do, 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 do. 
And so, and this is going to, it doesn't, it doesn't change overnight. Right. Like, like you said, like sometimes there's still parts of me that I'm like, Oh wow, I'm still really plugged in there. I'm really plugged in. Let me, let me come home to myself for a Mm. moment. Um, because the true change again happens within. And then what you'll notice is spirit begins to move your body and say, please birth this, please birth this. And it's not about getting validation or having eyes on it or selling something, even though that is part of it, right? We are in a material plane. We chose this realm and we chose these structures and we chose these rules of the game. However, that's not the primary. The primary is of this felt so good to birth from my being. And I feel like it's a piece of me. Yeah. I call that divine will. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different energy. It's like emptying so that the divine life force propels you. And that's why people are like, how do you have so much energy? And right now I'm, I'm being transparent now and I'm on the podcast. And when I talk to you, I'm like, I'm tired, but it's not tired of from burnout. It's tired from a day well spent. Like I am in my business. I am making new offerings. I'm selling my house. I'm doing all of these things to nourish myself and take care of my body. And I am like creating little pockets of sacredness and just like walking meditations and just breathing and create, it's almost rewiring me to be in the ritual of life, like preparing me for even more to hold. And so that's the difference. And it does it. And there's still moments where I notice like, oops, I overextended. Oops. I filled my calendar too much. Oops. I said yes when I should have said no. And they're fewer and far between. And now I just notice like, oh, wow, I feel different. And this is why feedback. Okay. Now it's a new moment. So, and it's just, it's, this is why sisterhood is so powerful because it it's like everybody comes online in different ways at different times. And we always think that it's supposed to happen faster than it does. But I promise you that just all of a sudden it's like the, I call it like the spiritual gym membership. Like you just keep doing the spiritual hygiene. You keep showing up, even if it doesn't make sense, even if you don't get it. And then all of a sudden one day you're like, Oh my gosh, I feel good. I feel different. There's things happening. And I'm like, not crumbling and I'm taking care of myself. And I'm, and it just, because of all the little things that you do to just keep showing up, to keep saying yes, to keep leaning in. And next thing, you know, you're like, oh my gosh, this is evolution. I did it. (laughs) And then there's the next thing. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I always say miracles happen in the micro moments. Totally. It's so easy for us to think like, oh, it's the big thing. Like, quitting my job or doing X, Y, Z. And yes, those can be necessary and aligned actions, but the true transformation is showing up every day and just, okay, the micro moments, the micro micro moments. So wherever anyone is at, who is listening to this, like, just know you are so perfect. You are so supported and like, you've got this and we've all been there and we all will continue to be there. Like life is a cycle. It's not a linear upwards trajectory. It's spiral, spiral, spiral. And then when you're on that spiral, it's kind of like roller coaster. coaster. (laughs) So it's not about being like having only good feelings. It's about, I loved that you use the word or the phrase ritual of life. I'm like, "Mm, yum. It's about coming into the beauty of each moment, regardless of what's being presented in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So yummy. All right. Part two of the podcast. Number three. (laughs) Number three. Okay. So this is what we've already kind of talked about. So this is good. It's societal conditioning, right? So 
this is, you know, we've talked about kind of like the leadership models and how that's really conditioned us. But if you think about it, really from the time that we are in this world, we are evaluated and we are um, told like, this is what perfection looks like, right? We're in school. We've got to get good grades. Oh, did you get an A or an F? And there's a hierarchy there. Oh, A is better. I got to look this way. Oh, like when I raised my hand and spoke in class, did like the other kids laugh at me or did they not? You know, did the teacher give me good feedback or did they give that other kid good feedback? Right. So from a really young age, we are just conditioned in society of this is what we expect of you. And if you do not fit that mold, then you are less than. So then what happens in our psyche is we're constantly thinking about how do I get to package this expression so that it lands well, so that it gets praise, so that it gets the A plus. And what can happen then is if it's like, if we don't feel like, oh, this isn't packaged, this isn't right, this isn't it, boop, we just put the lid on the creativity and we move on with our day and we start to cut mm-hmm. ourselves off and cut ourselves off and cut ourselves off until we're like a dry wellspring. Cause the thing about creativity and expression is one of its main tenets is being uninhibited. It's like that wild woman archetype coming back of like, you will not constrain me, like see my beauty. It might not be the model of beauty that we've created as humans, but it is beautiful and she will be heard whether, <laughs> whether now or in the future. So we might as well just start doing the work now. <laughs> yeah. To me, the word is like intoxication. That's been my word is, is like that liberate, liberated, intoxicated, like where can I be more like, where can I allow more boundlessness to happen? Like where, like that, un, that uninhibited, like, where can I be louder in the bedroom? Like, where can I like be chanting outside or naked around the fire in my backyard or right? Like I'm always naked. And my husband's like, you know, all the windows are open. And I'm like, yeah, all the windows, are, like, I'm sure pe- I'm, people have seen it. Like just being like, who cares? Right. And And I've noticed with my light language, which I've kept very private and it's still something that I keep very private and I'm, I'm working on like, where can I self-express? Like there's a part of me, I did it when I was doing a lot of my embodiment, when I was starting to be seen in my embodiment work, I would show movements online. And then it got to a point where I was like, oh, I'm not afraid of this anymore. And I didn't need to, like, it was like, I was doing it to practice. So I know there'll be a point with like, Maybe I'll do a light language transmission on my Instagram for my whole family to see and anyone to see and strangers to see and call me a witch and project onto me and tell me they don't understand. And then it's like, once I've done it and I'm like, oh, I still feel good. And like, I don't have to take that on anymore. And I've worked through it. Then it's like, maybe I will share more. And maybe all of a sudden it opens up a whole new line of business for me or offerings, or maybe it's just a place to practice. So I use containers like that to just be like, this is me. This is something I do behind closed doors to heal, to connect with source, to be myself, to be in creativity. And the more that I let myself, it's like this resolve in my body, like the deepest of surrender that then the like movement happens and the sound comes out and like the ecstatic experiences begin to happen in my life. And it's a very paradoxical situation because in the, there's those moments of like the, the priestess wound and the witch room of like, I'm literally going to die. 
if somebody sees me uninhibited and intoxicated with the spirit of life. I have those moments. And then there's a part of me that's like, this feels so true. This feels so good. Like, I, my gosh, I want more. And so I'm constantly in this play and I've learned to just be with it, with all of it and, and, uh, and love all those parts of myself and get curious about it. Girl, that's the thing, right? It's about loving all those parts and you hit on something so perfect. It's about who we're becoming. Like spirit doesn't really care. Like, look, spirit's in charge. They're not like, you're not doing this for service. Like, yes, I'll be like, this is my service, but I'm not actually doing it for anyone else, but who I'm becoming and myself. Like, let's be really clear. If you're like, I just serve and it's not for me. (laughs) Like there might be something you want to look at. (laughs) Yeah. So spirit doesn't give a shit. Okay. It has different ways of working and vessels. It doesn't need you to be out there being like, I'm serving everyone. (laughs) So I share that for two reasons. The first is you don't need to be in the public eye or sharing every aspect of your life in order to be like, yes, I'm empowered in my voice. It's really about in whatever way your life looks, do you feel like you're being more true and more authentic and more vulnerable and more connected each and every day, Mm. little by little, because it's one thing if you're just, it's a, it's a system that's in tandem, right? So there's the doing the action, even when we're afraid, right? So that's building our courage musculature. Um, But if you're not actually taking a second to say, huh? why was I so afraid? Let me look at that part and heal it. You're going to get pretty exhausted because every time you're going to have to work up this courage to overcome and work up this courage to overcome and work up this courage to overcome where you might just say, I don't want to fucking do it anymore. I'm tired. I'm tired. But when we compare that courage and that doing with, okay, what's this like wound in me? that is afraid, that maybe needs to be held, that maybe I just need to cry and just know that I'm going to be safe. And then what you'll notice is next time you do that, that um, expression or that action, it's a little bit easier. You might still need courage, but it's not so much of like, let me gain all of this. So like this rocket ship can take off. It's just, it's this system. That's really Mm. this infinity symbol of, of growth that we all go through. So Mm. I'm like, Mm, I'm I'm making noises over here. I'm like I'm digesting it. I'm the same. I'm always like mm, that's so good, I'm yummy, like, yeah, and I'm like yeah. you don't really like. Can you not? And that's another thing. Like now, my husband is he doesn't. It's like a. It took a while for him to be like, "What's wrong?" Like I would sigh, or I would be like, or I would make a noise, and he'd be like, "Are you okay?" or Oh, there she goes again. Or like, I mean, I was just having these deep sighs and he'd be like, what did I say? He would think it was about, what did I do? And I'm like, what? I'm just over here. Like, I'm just embodied. Like, right. As I started to come online, I see it with my two-year-old nephew, like, like when he runs and when he gets up and like, we just, we turn that off, like the visceral animation of our bodies. And one thing that I'm hearing from you that's a practical tool that I think could support the women in this space is what is your edge? Like my edge was to do the thing on social media and just like get out there because my soul very does much want to be in the public eye. My human self doesn't, but my soul does. And so it's like this constant piece of 
what is my edge? Maybe your edge is putting the windows down and singing at a stoplight. Maybe it's just singing in front of people. Maybe it's right. Like what is your edge in this moment to self-express and to start doing something that feels good that maybe somebody else might think would be weird or question or not understand. And then the second piece that I've never connected before that started to connect is what I'm hearing from you about like having the fear and doing it anyway, like when there's a lot of unhealed masculine centric ways, like you said, of showing up and doing business that it's like push, 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 push. And like you said, the feminine, like now I'm realizing it's like once we integrate the feminine back in, heal the masculine, it's like, yes, we are doing this. This is divine will. And right. It's always in service to our healing, to our heart, right? To who we came here to be. And it's that constant dance. We serve the whole through serving ourselves. That's it. So thank you for crystallizing. Every time you open your mouth. So thank you for the <laughs> vibrational massage that I get every time we get to come on together. Right back at you, sister. Oh my gosh. Podcast part two. Okay. Number four. Yes. Okay. Well, here we go. So <laughs> we've gone over, I just want to look at my notes here. So we've, we've gone over past lives, the witch wound and priestess wound. We've looked at ancestral DNA. We've looked at collective templates. We've looked at societal conditioning. So we're actually, we're going through number five. This is the last one for today. There are more. And we talk about that in the Vogel Reclamation e-course, but the last one is the most obvious one. It's our personal wounding, right? It's, 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 when we were told we were too loud or we talked too fast or we're not cool or we, you know, one that I always come back to is so funny. It's so little. And I, I always feel like I healed it, but I'm like, oh, there's still some remnants is I was walking down a hallway in third grade and I had blue boots and my name is Danny. It's short for Danielle. And these boys were like, you have a boy's name and why are you wearing blue boots? Your boots should be pink. Mm. And then, and it's something, it's so interesting. I'm just getting this in this moment. Then in high school, I remember I was hanging out with like two friends, um, a boy and a girl. And the boy was like, Dan, the man, Dan, the man, Dan, the man, or something like that. So it's just these things, right? Whatever that wounding is where it just makes you constrict and think less of yourself in some way, or not want to share, or you feel bad, or you feel shame, or you feel embarrassed. And then there's also just modeling from our parents, right? And that could be maybe you had a parent that was really quiet and didn't get their needs met, or maybe you had a parent that was actually really vocal, but wasn't actually aligned in their vocalization. And it kind of like was throwing out daggers and create daggers and creating a lot of chaos. Mm -hmm. So we learn a lot about our world and how to be from our parents. So a great question to ask yourself is like, what did I learn about my expression from my mom, from my dad? And it'll give you a nice key into where you might want to look to liberate some emotion and make yourself more free. Um, because we do, I do believe that we choose our parents to come in here. Our parents are absolutely perfect. We say, I want this trauma from you and I want this love from you and I want this, you know, and it's all, it all really supports, um, our eventual initiation and going through and moving through that wounding so that we can know ourselves as the powerful, innocent, untouchable, limitless beings that we are mm. learn through opposites. 
So if we want to know what empowerment feels like, our soul is going to design a really disempowering situation so that we learn all the tactics, strategies, knowings, beings, liberations of feelings that it takes to get to that empowered state. It's not, oh, I've had this easy life and so I'm so empowered. It's knowing intimately what disempowerment is, is what gives you empowerment. So, you know, our souls have really fun ways of designing initiations and challenges So whenever I'm stuck in something, I always just ask, if my soul perfectly designed this moment, this clusterfuck of a moment, what am I learning now? Like, what am I being asked to embody? So that's what I would say there. Oh, I love it. That's all five. five. So I have them here. So, okay. The witch wound and priestess wound, ancestral DNA, societal conditioning and constructs, collective templates and personal wounding. And again, like I've been doing a lot of this work for a long time and healing and, you know, serving, right. Right. I've served because I know it's like, I'm just sharing what's worked for me. And then other people are like, I kind of want a little bit of that. I want to learn how that works for me. And what I love is I have two clients who are now starting and initiating their own embodiment programs. And I'm like, oh my gosh, right? This is how it works. Like it was opening that doorway of that, those key codes, like of that wisdom that already resides within them. And they're now creating their own templates and calling in their, their people that they then get to heal, right? But it's through the very process of them continuing to be grounded, to be in their bodies, to connect, to be in this form which so many of us, once we connect spiritually, people think that we're supposed to leave or I don't want to be here. And it's like, no, 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 no. We bring that back in and we incarnate that back into the body. That's all we're doing. So I love the five and I know there's more, but like, it helps me. I think what it does is it helps the mind understand the complexities which I love, right? Because it's always like we understand what the mind and we bring it back into the body. And I think we start to recognize if you are feeling shame, if you are feeling like, why do why does this keep coming up? If you are feeling like, oh my gosh, I've done so much work. I've hired so many mentors. I paid all these things. Why is this still happening? When you see these five, and of course there's more and more, we understand the intricacies of course, consciousness and the matrix that is literally co-creating this entire experience with all nearly 8 billion people on the planet (laughs) and the divine orchestration that's at play here. That is so unfathomable for the, the lower octave mind. So thank you for sharing. Thank you for crystallizing things for myself and deepening just some things that I've been moving through. And So I'm going to put the podcast, part one of the podcast that we recorded that's been released this week. You'll hear more about how Danny and I connected and reconnected in this lifetime about your awakening journey, about how you started to enter into the world as an emerging artist, as a spiritual artist and dropping these high frequencies um, through the form of music in the episode. And you also have a beautiful offering that I signed up for and that you have a a promo code for our beloved community as well. Do you want to share about that? Yeah, I would love to. Thank you. Yes. So I do have an e-course coming out to help with all like this very thing, what this whole conversation has been about. Because for me right now, 
my directive has been very clear for my spirit guides. They're just like, get this out, do it right away. Here we go. And I'm like, okay, because there is a vocal reclamation. That's why I called it that there is a vocal reclamation happening on this planet. Now it is something that we are all being asked to do and tasked with. And some of us will choose it and some of us won't. And there needs to be tools to help with that. And so I put it at a very accessible price because again, my guidance was just get it out. <laughs> so right now you can get it for 30% off as a pre-order. It does go live May 1st. And at that time, it'll go up to $45. And really when I think about the content that's within it, one day I will like reproduce it, so to speak. Um, and it will be in the triple digits. Like that's that's where it's at. But right now it's just, hey, it's about the ministry. It's about let's, like calling in the army of priestesses. It doesn't mean that I have to know you. It's just, Hey, let's all just know that in the ethers, we're all like, yeah, bitch, I see you. <laughs> hey girl, I'll do your thing. <laughs> hey, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So this is, this is my piece of it. Um, and so it's really, it's really for the woman who wants to come into more of her authentic self and know what it feels like to embody more of your true self. So to be clear, because it is called vocal reclamation, I am she who sings. It's not a vocal tech, like a, a technique course. It's not going to be like, no, let's do scales. Um, it's really about, I am she who sings my soul expression into the world. I am she who wields my power to create my reality. I am she who speaks her desires and has her needs met. So it's mm -hmm. all about what all goes into the soul content of the voice to the relationship with the voice so that we can have a really strong, solid foundation for our voice to begin to organically open up and blossom as the rose. And we can start to naturally bring really beautiful sound through that actually has resonance with things around us to actually bring spirit and light mm. into form. I love this. And I feel the same way. I feel like you came into my world to support me in this because this has been, there's definitely something happening with, I used to play guitar, wanting to pick that back up again, starting to, like, I just have this vision of my basement in my North Carolina home. And I just picture like either this concrete raw floors with plants everywhere and a lot of light or hardwood floors. And there's this whole corner of instruments and like floors to roll around in with a stripper pole with a huge rug that I can like, just, I don't know. I just want to roll around and I'm like, I want to play my instruments. And I just want to like go down there and just decide what feels good in that moment to be in the intoxication of life. And I feel like I hated my voice historically in the past. And I never considered myself a singer. And, you know, like so much of this light language, there's a lot of singing that's happening. There's a lot of like humming that's starting to happen. And it was very confusing for a while. Like, what is this? When my light language came online, I've never shared this in public. I could not stop for like 36 hours. And my husband, I had like, I had to, it was like the first piece was like, is my husband going to leave me? Like I, it was that level of fear. And I will never forget him looking at me and being like, I, like, I'm just so emotional because he's like, I could, I could watch him not judging me, but also not understanding, but there was no judgment. It, and then he was just like, babe, I don't get it, but I don't care. And it was 
so fast. I couldn't even keep up. Like I just, I, it felt like Morse code. Like it was like, un, and it was, and then I started judging my light language. Like all these other people have these beautiful like things that they do. And it sounds like this. And mine sounds like, I don't know what's happening. And I know that there's a deepening here and I can tell on the podcast and people have said to me, your voice is shifting. And that happens, right? As our DNA is shifting, as we're evolving our voice, of course, it's all the language of the universe, right? It's sound, it's energy, it's frequency, it's vibration. Of course, it as we're upgrading, that's why we start to look different. That's why people say, how is it that you're 36 and you're looking like you're 26? I'm, I'm getting that all the time now because on a cellular level, we are shifting. Our voice is changing. Our auric field is shifting. We are magnetizing the people in our life like Danny. We're magnetizing what is meant for us as we continue to lean in and say yes. And I'm scared shitless. I'm like, what is this whole voice thing? What is this whole music thing? Like, I'm afraid. But then there's a part of me that's like, but what would it look like if I just was in my basement and no one was watching and I was singing and I was playing? And what what is that going to look like? What is that going to feel like? And so I'm excited to do your course because like there's medicine here for me. It is my edge. Like there's some, maybe I'll sing on freaking YouTube one day and just not give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And you hit on something so profound. It's like how we judge and shame ourselves. Right. And that constriction. And you're exactly right. I have a, I have a, another friend who does a podcast and we caught up recently and I was like, um, your voice has dropped. He's male. I'm like, your voice has dropped two octaves. And I feel like you could be on that app that like reads the bedtime stories. (laughs) And it has been after a ton of like major initiations and healing he's gone, he's going through. So yeah, this is definitely one of the key codes of building that musculature of courage, of compassion, of non-judgment, of releasing shame, all of those goodies that when you go through something like that with your voice, that musculature doesn't just apply to your voice. It now applies to every other area of your life and you've just upgraded and up-leveled mm. your reality. Yeah, and I, I I believe there will be eventually a world where we won't need language again anymore. Exactly. And the most important piece before we pop off, Hello, Spotify single priestess reawakens. Let's drop that in the comments below. Yes, please. And I forgot for the e-course, you get an extra 10% off for being in Lindsay's community. It's with Soulshine 10. So you can get a super, super deal. And yes, the priestess reawakens is on Spotify. And this is an absolute key code. And what I mean by a key code is um, these chants that come, they're dropped in when I'm in a devotional space and I, and I channel them. So they're encoded with light. And when I say the word key code, um, I believe that there's dormant templates within all of us. And when you hear a key code, that dormant template will begin to activate and come online for you if it's in highest and best to do so. So you don't have to worry about like, do I want this? Do I want this template activated? If it's meant to be, it will be if it's in your highest and best good. And so the priestess reawakens is exactly what you were saying at the beginning. You said, rediscover and reclaim your voice. Why? Because it's not the first time you've been powerful with your voice. 
we're in a process of remembering and reawakening because you've done this in other lifetimes, just like we've been persecuted in other lifetimes. We've been absolute powerhouses in other lifetimes and we get to come back into that and really use our voice as medicine for ourselves and for the world. Mm. Yeah. And starting, and then it's like, right. We start to love our voice. We start to love the way we look. Like when you were talking about your name, your given name and the boots and all the things, my hair, like I'm a strawberry blonde. And for years I dyed it because I was made fun of. I, I like, there wasn't many people like kids, my age with strawberry blonde hair. And I shut that down. I like started, I begged my parents at a young age. I was just like, Oh my gosh, I can't take this anymore. And then it was several years ago that I'm like, let me try to grow this out and see what it looks like. And then I went through a whole, like through my awakening journey, I'm like, what the hell? I am like only doing any beautification if I'm like so excited about it and it like accentuates my inherent radiance and beauty. And now my hair is, it is like one of my favorite things about me, like the how it's different and just like how it's my natural hair. Like it was like the reclamation of like, this is what I came in with and it is different. And I get to embrace that aspect of me that came in with this, but it's like, I needed to go through the shame and the judgment and the being made fun of. And like, you don't want to be different. You don't want to, you want to look like everybody else so that I could unlearn that and start fresh. And the same thing is happening. Oh, lots of notifications happening on this post now in the live. So messages are coming through, but like, this is it. And then it just happens in phases. And it's like, if I wouldn't have gone through that rediscovery of my inherent nature, my pure nature, and reclaimed that aspect of my being, right? That it's like that initiated what else? What else? And I feel that you get to support me in this vocal reclamation piece and what that's going to, to do again for me and, and the people that I touch just through being myself, which is so easy. So Yummy. here we go again, just being like, I don't want it to end, but I know, thank, right? you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Is there any final words you want to leave our beloved community with? I just want to say thanks for doing the work and thanks for showing up. Even if you feel like you're doing nothing, the fact that you're even tuning in, that you even requested to join a Facebook group that's called The Awakened Woman means that you are putting forth your heart and your love. And yeah, I think we can. it can be really easy to feel alone and to feel like, what the fuck is this never ending? And I just want us all to know that like, Oh, it's going to sound so corny. Why are these, why is this the words I'm being given? I'm like, damn it. I'm like, anything is possible, but it's true. Anything is possible. We can show up in our commitment and our devotion to our hearts and to each other. Hmm. I'll leave that. Yeah. So see, that wasn't corny at all. That felt so good. Okay, good. We alone together. That's between, that's what's been dropping in with my guides as of late. We alone together. Nobody can do the work for Ooh, us. I love that. Yeah. I get chills. You can see me squirming like this whole time because every time you talk, I'm like chills, chills, chills. Right? Like nobody can, nobody can reclaim my voice. Like Danny cannot reclaim my voice for me. However, I'm going to do it. I'm claiming it. I'm saying yes. I know that there's more here for me. 
And Danny dropped into my world literally only like a month ago, I feel, and rocked my world in the best way. And now I get to, I get to be inspired by her because she's gone through this and she's moved through this and she's now creating from what she's learned and what she's transformed and what she's transmuted. And you're having a lot of fun in the process, which we talk a lot about on the podcast. So yeah, and thank I promise you. we're wrapping up, but I have to say this. We're never <laughs> wrapping up. We're going to pitch a 10. Forever <laughs> in conversation, whether it's vocally or just in the ether. Um, it's always an equal exchange. Like even, we might not realize it, but it's always an equal exchange. Like with you, I get to feel like, wow, I don't have to like, sometimes I'm like, oh, like marketing, like I'm, you know, I'm like, I don't know. And it's just like, I just get to come here and speak my truth. And I feel like you just reflect it and create the safe space. And it's just like the way you feel served by me, I feel served by you. Mm. And it's the same thing. I was just, just like one more example for the women out there. I was just, um, facilitating at a retreat. And one of the um, attendees came up to me and she was just like, she needed some one-on-one time. Um, and she was like, I was afraid to come up to you because I don't want to pull you away. Like, you know, there's a lot going on, but we have multiple facilitators there for this very reason. And right. It's that burden wound that we all feel, Oh, I don't want to bother you. I don't want to bother you. And honestly, I was so happy because I am like more of an introvert and I had kind of reached my limit of like being around so many people. And I was like, yes, let's go do some one-on-one healing. Hell yeah, girl. Yeah. And we had like the best time. It was so nourishing for me. It was Mm. so nourishing for me. And so it's like when we, even when we think like, oh, I might be being a burden or something, things don't cross paths without there being an equal exchange, even if on the surface, it seems horrible. Just going back to what we talked about of like initiatives that our soul will design for us. So yeah. We'll leave it at that because I will go on till five and I got to go. <laughs> I'm like, and I'm turning into a pumpkin because it's the end of my work day here. So yeah. thank you so much, love. I'll continue thank to drop you. everything in the comments. Please reach out to Danny or myself and you'll be hearing more from us and all these future fun collaborations that are forthcoming. <laughs> we love you all. Thank you so much. Bye. Much, much love. Thank you so much for your presence and contribution in tuning in today. If you found value from this episode, I invite you to take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram. You can tag me at Lindsay Martin Ellis. I always love hearing from you. So I invite you to send me a love note via direct message and share your experience and ahas. Also, I have a beautiful free offering for you if you have not already taken advantage of my free quiz to discover your unique soul's blueprint so that you can activate your feminine frequency and embody more of you. You can find the link below in the show notes. And lastly, I invite you to leave a rating and review if any of my content in these podcast episodes resonates. This is the best and most effective way to support this podcast and reaching more people awakening around the globe. You can simply leave a quick review to share what you love most about my teachings and how this has impacted your life. Thanks again so much for being here from the bottom of my heart. And we'll see you next week for another episode of Soulshine Radio. Sending so many love and blessings.